All right. Counting it down from five, four, and we are back in the Vanimal Zone. I'm super excited. Been back in person with the stellar one, Kerry. How you doing, Kerry? Doing great. How you doing, Manuel? Happy to be back in some type of studio. I know yes. we are uh, vagabonds right now from our previous studio, but I do like being at our new location. Wait, change is good. Yes, change is good. We changed it up. So we're in studio right now with the head instructor and owner. Oh, no, you're not the head instructor. The owner of... Oyster Bay BJJ. Dan, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, all five people that listen to the show. Dan, tell them about yourself. Uh, my name's Dan Medina. I'm uh, not the head instructor because Magno Gamma's the head instructor. Magno's, uh, Magno's three stripes. I think he might have a fourth stripe due. That I'm not yeah, because sure he's one level ahead of me. So Magno uh, is a Henzo Gracie black belt who's been training. He's the generation right before me. So he should be one stripe ahead of me. So if I'm a two-stripe black belt, he should be a three-stripe now. I should get another stripe soon. So so should he. Yeah. So yeah, he should be one stripe ahead of me. Because I think when I first started, Magno might have either been a good blue belt or just got his purple belt. Okay. And uh, But I remember him. I didn't train with him much, but I do remember him from the, the old school methadone clinic. And Dan, you're a brown belt under Henzo Gracie, right? I'm a Henzo Gracie brown belt. Magno was my first black belt teacher. So actually the first person I ever met in uh, Henzo's Academy. Um, last summer he approached me, asked me if we wanted to have an academy together uh, in Oyster Bay. Um, we didn't have a school in this area, although there's Matsura School. Uh, Matsura is uh, one of Magno's real big influences, one of his big professors. Who's that? No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I'm a Matsara exactly. black belt. You know yeah. the deal. <laughs> Manimal is the OG, one of the OG black belts under Sarah. <laughs> so Manimal and I know each other from training in John Danner's class in the city. And uh, Magno approached me about having an academy. Um, I started training jiu-jitsu when I was 52 years old. I'm going to be 60 this year. And... Uh, I was right. I love my older rollers, Kerry. I retired from uh, Wall Street. Uh, I love jujitsu. I spent a lot of time doing jujitsu, and then when Magno approached me, um, I was all in. So that's what I've been working on, and uh, I got Manimal trying to keep me so that I'm not going to be broken and I can teach until uh, I check out. Yes. So I mean, listen, that's been academy. my goal now. You know, so I've been doing the. My uh, older role is my little role forever program. I got my online guys. I'm going to do an in-person uh, an in-person seminar, guys. So February 20th, in-person, 10 a.m. to probably about 2 p.m. I'm going to have it catered by uh, MC Meat. So we're going to have some good, uh, good food here for the guys. And we're going to go over everything to keep you in shape. I'm going to bring some bands here. We'll do all different type of band work. We'll do some kettlebell exercises. I'll teach everyone a Turkish get-up. Then I'm going to show everyone how to do a real flow roll so you don't kill each other. Yes. And we'll do a couple little drills like you and Grace did today. Just some small drills that really help. I think the older you get, it's important to be able to get the most out of training. And Dan, I'm really excited that at say, you know, almost 60, you're still on the mats. We roll together. You're able to get a lot of enjoyment out of jiu-jitsu. And that's really what's important to me. I know you like the kids' classes too, though, right? You do kids' program at Oyster Bay? I have a 12-year-old son. Um, I uh, 
I had a childhood that what I would say, like I kind of had a lack of mentorship and um, I, it's important for me to try to create something where I can um, give back. I'm trying to like just, our kid's a super easy kid. Uh, he's a real people pleaser, um, trying to be a good kid and just like life with technology, life with the way kids socially interact. Um, I've just never found anything that's like jujitsu as uh, like therapy for me, um, workout wise, mentality wise. But I think for kids, like they need to really be robust because I think that the things that they're going to have to deal with are just like it's different type of level. Um, what tech, the way technology sucks them in and uh, can just take over people's lives. Uh, I think it's really against. Uh, the spiritual part of life, which I think is becoming like less and less a part of people's lives. So um, I think jujitsu is like a really, really good way to kind of bring these kids back, have a sense of community. And uh, Manimal and I talk about it a lot because he's, uh, Manimal knows a lot about Roman history. Like civic virtue is just a, like it's a part of the world that I feel like it's just getting taken away. And jujitsu yeah. is like- Big time. Being virtuous is just a, that's a part of jujitsu because like the trust level, what's required and the humility and respect that you're taught from spending time on the mats. Like, I just think, it, I mean, I think it should be required for everybody, mm -hmm. but especially for kids. Like these kids can just get too wayward too early. I mean, I think it, it teaches a good value too that I think is missing in our society, a meritocracy yes. yeah. in jujitsu. We talk about that all the time. You have to practice, you have to put the work in, you have to, do the work to Listen, get better. Like you don't just coach There's a million things that. Yeah, you don't just get better. You don't just improve by someone giving you the skills. You have to earn the skills, and I think it's something very important. And as far as physicality, oh, it's you have also, to look at what? your cats. What do your cats do? They oh, they do jujitsu. They do jujitsu. I call it cat jitsu. Yeah. yeah they sure. literally like when I see soldier, literally has she has the best form. Like this, but yeah, bitch. animals do jujitsu. She right? literally, she'll look at me and she's like, ah, and I'm like, how do you do it? <laughs> she's <laughs> like, literally, this cat will just, and our legs, oh my, like, I'm not even close. I wish I could be that good. But I think humans, you know, always would need well, that kind even of physical for contact. Me, I like, don't touch each other. Don't wrestle with each other, right? Pulling it's, my lad would have my doctor would have told me, don't do anything, just do physical therapy, and I'm almost 100 percent already, like. And, yeah, and I'm not afraid of it anymore. We were, I go listening to a doctor. I'd be fucking terrified. Don't do this. Don't do that. And, Carrie, and I, I hate to, to say that. Out, but you're in a little bit of an older ruler, too. I am. I'm the, yeah. Listen, I'm 43. Just turned 43 last week. I could have been it. I'm, you know, yeah, I love it. I think it's great to do it in older yes. age. You know, like, I think we're, you know, both ends of it is super important. If you get a kid in it early, that's great. Even better, yeah. You know, even better. But, but it's great for adults. Great, I think it's a great value for adults, especially women. Beyond, uh, I can I can't speak enough about like what this has done for me, strength wise, my agilities, even. And I'm a pretty agile person, but this has like gotten a lot of it back where I lost some. And now I'm like seeing my oh okay, I could still do that. I could do I and things that I thought I couldn't do, I can do. Um, you know, it's actually handstands. It's, 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 it's know, improved my pool game, oddly enough, which is like you don't expect it to. 
And uh, yeah, no, I love jujitsu. Is great, and so I like I like the buying part of it. Like I told you, I like the whys and the hows, and you know, it's very visual too. But there's a lot to it that people don't realize. A lot of it I realized from watching it for years. There was like little things that I picked up on, and when I watch now, I'm still I'm like, oh shit, we just learned that the other day. <laughs> Plus, we just get, learned it. When you get on the mat and you understand how your brain operates when you're frazzled and yes. afraid, and you don't have any solution to your problem. And then you start applying that to all the other parts of your life. Like, you, you need to understand how you operate. Big like, time. Yeah, you but, know how you operate under stress right time. away. Common when a guy is yeah. knee on stomach, yeah. has his knee in your stomach. Are you going to panic, fight, flight, or panic? freeze? Yeah. Right? Fight, flight, Sometimes, or freeze. Sometimes, you know what? It's a good You'll way have... to find out. And yeah. I'll make this And then you can day. work through it on the mat. Yeah. So Julius Caesar says, courage can be taught like a child's taught to speak. And it's like, well, if you put yourself in that situation right now, you're panicking, and now we're in a little more controlled environment, and you see how you operate there, and you work through it. Like, let's say one day on the mat, you panic, and you panic tap. And the next day, you get the same spot, and you're like, wait, 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 hold on. Now you're able to slow down time. Yes. Because the problem with reaction, right, you react to something that you might not have been that bad. Yeah. And you overreact. And think about how many times in your life you overreact to a stimulus so much. that isn't that bad. And yeah. if you can work through it, take a breath, take your time, jujitsu is really good. All the lessons in life are found in the martial arts. Ooh, that everything is. you need to learn about the universe, you could study in combat because it takes everything and applies it in a very uh, concentrated area. That's like Hicks and Grace, he says, like Hicks and Grace is like, if you're not afraid, there's something wrong with you. Agreed. It's like in a how, fight, it's yeah. how yeah. you cope. I agree. In a fight, I, yeah. I've always done shitty if I wasn't scared. Do you when think... When I'm scared, I'm, I'm, I'm very good. Do you think that, like, uh, and this is just because I know you have a, 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 a student that has a, a bipolar, like with me, I'm, thank God, <laughs> thank God I've learned in my life to control those outbursts because you never know how that could have translated starting to chant, ah, you know, start screaming at that and not even realize why. Thank God I don't do that. <laughs> but like, I now I'm like thinking about that, those little panic moments, you know, could and be. And then you work through that. Yeah, yeah. Now you work through those panic movements and it's like, oh, well, is this as bad as when that 280-pound guy was on my back trying to choke me? Uh, no. no. No, it's not as bad as that. It was like my humbling fool game the other it's night. Like, I played a guy same rating, and, I mean, we were neck and neck, and I lost literally I, both games, but I had I, we were down to the eight ball, and I really should have played a more defensive game. That was my fault. But he was played really well. And I, it was humbling for me, and I went up to him. He was way older. And I didn't even, like, over – I wasn't like, like, oh, I'm going to do so much better. It wasn't even a thought in my head. But just playing him and watching him and how like he was so slow but controlled and I do not do that. I'm like, right, beast through the pool game. And I'm like, man, if I would have just tactic strategy maybe slowed down like a little pool. bit, I would have thought through it. Yeah. So that's I why I like that, pool too, because I do like they the, very the coincide these the sports. Yeah. Two of them are very similar when you how look at the defensive game and stuff. Um, it's well, if you're in it's England, you do. <laughs> if you're what? If you're in England, you do. <laughs> they, Let's go play billiards. billiards tonight. It's uh, it's it's not as a formal name here as it is in other places. But if you talk to a pool player, that's like a, you know, not a bar pool player. I've been yeah. playing in bars since I was a kid. So I was just playing pool. I'm not going to play billiards. I'm not yeah. going to. All my bar pool playing but came bill- back oh, to me. Maybe because no, that makes no sense either. Go on. Yeah, I, I always call it pool. Yeah. But uh, there used to be a good spot in my neighborhood. Shoot the pool. Which one? Until my neighborhood. Uh, Oh, uh, well, Pop Cleese was the old school okay. spot, but this is old school. Okay. Then there was a, a, 
place and it was just the eight ball in Canarsie. But the problem was that once my neighborhood became bad, there were shootouts every night. Okay. So that place closed uh, when I was like fourteen. But all that place. I know time a lot of old. I, I know there, a lot of old pool rooms. That's. Oh my god, pop please was funny because you had to be sixteen to yeah. go in. It was funny. Well, they do. And, they uh, should. They like, oddly enough. They, no alcohol there. It was just a there pool is hall, reasons it, like it could get rowdy. Pool players can get obnoxiously oddly enough. Oh, we had some good. That was my first. Oh stick my god, fighting. enough. My first stick fight was in a was pool. In the pool. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I completely understand that. I have seen balls fly across a room. Like, oh, that's I, t- yeah, balls. No, you have no yeah. idea the night that that you happened. Really Holy shit, Dan! Dan, I literally was just like, did anybody just see that? And I'm like, yo, is this about to be what I'm? Yeah, hold on. And I got under the desk and I just sat there and I'm sitting on the floor. That's level throw pool balls. No, just I got under the fuck. I got I under the. I just the pool hall and fuck. You could kill someone. I literally looked at everybody yeah. and I ran under the fucking. The I'm not. I don't even work at this place. It was just somewhere I was at, and I literally just ran under the desk and I was like, I'm gonna hang out right here. And I just sat there and waited for the fight to end. And I was like, I'm not that kind of person, but I'm not stupid either, and I'm not gonna go and put myself in that situation to get smacked around with a pool ball or a glass from it. I want to be and able it to was crush one of those days. Wall. You can't. That's like the ultimate symbol of I don't strength. think that's possible. Is it? I don't know. I've seen it in a movie once. I, it had to be fake. I'll make, I'll make one last point, too, just because I'm older, so maybe it doesn't work with the demographic. But, um, oh, it probably does. Who? Most well, we of are my, old motherfuckers. Most of my friends here. who still have uh, parents that are around, I, I have so many friends right now that are dealing with um, Alzheimer's, uh, all those kind of yeah. mental decay things. Mm-hmm. And we, we spoke. I just had my 40th high school reunion, so... We spent a lot of time talking about this. Jiu-jitsu, learning the new neural networks, like opening them up and learning different pathways. And like how many things, like it's very hard in life to stop learning things. Mm. Like if you keep learning, and jiu-jitsu is like a, it's a different kind of level of learning because mm. you get a reinforcement of like skill acquisition that like you get it as if you're younger or when you're doing new things, but People stop doing new things. True. So I think, um, and I was talking to one of my friends is uh, dealing with this right now, and he's saying the, um, the doctor that they're using said, like, when you keep developing new neural networks, it has an impact on the brain that is being studied, but brain science is just not that hmm. advanced. But I think it reduces anxiety. I think it all those, there's so many positive mental benefits that makes sense. That comes from that. Yeah, I think it's I agree. a good thing. And psychological benefits. So I have psychological problems myself. No, that I makes think this it, is the best thing It for really it. is, and that does make a lot of sense, that actually. Is the electroshock treatment. Oh, electroshock treatments? No. Uh, I haven't done that in years. Um, you know, no, can, I, never, I, can I tell you something really actually. crazy that my friend's daughter did? And it was only because I spoke to my friend yesterday, and her daughter's like 21 now, whatever. <clears throat> she had um, or has drug resistant depression. And that's something, no parent should have to watch their child go through that because yeah. drug resistant, nothing works. Your kid's going to try to kill themselves over and over and over. And she had eating disorders and all this stuff. So her brother, who is a radiologist and a neurologist, said to her, you should think about taking her down to Utah and getting her the, um, the psilocybin and ketamine treatment. And she, as she said, as a parent that goes against everything that you would think. Give the girl mushrooms. Everything now my, you meanwhile, learn, you, right? meanwhile, but it's great. She knows that her mother and I have tripped up many times. Like her mother is, is a hippie, free spirit, loving. But she's like, it's my kid, and she was only like seventeen at the time. So 
she went with her and watched her daughter trip out and hallucinate for I, it was like a week or two in the, on this ketamine drip and psilocybin drip, things, yeah. yeah. And uh, she has this was two three years ago and has not tried to kill herself and is at a healthy weight. Now, how crazy is this, Carrie? Think how about, funny is that? Think about where not, our health system is. That that's that, not legal. That, here. That's something like mushrooms, yes. which humans have done for hundreds of thousands of years, yes. probably. I mean, I've seen animals eat these mushrooms yes. and trip balls. So I'm sure the first humans that, oh, that must have been fascinating to know. Oh, okay. hey, kid, Can you imagine? hey, kid, eat this mushroom. Let's see if he dies. Yeah. The, the first people to it. discover like that this mushroom made you trip and yeah. this mushroom made, made you, you die. die. Yeah. It's like, well. Shout out. I just want to shout out to my ancestors and shout thank Shout out to the original man. Shout out to the OG man because... You took a lot of risks to allow me they did. to have these psychological experiences. Really? Like, oh who decided God. to turn cocaine, like, like a cocoa, cocoa plant into fucking cocaine? All the stuff like, you got, you drug pioneers. That's pretty crazy. Good for you. But how crazy is this? That something that our ancestors have used for hundreds of thousands of years, probably, has been vilified, and something that we just made up, a drug you just made up. I know. For depression. Oh, look, we just made this drug up for the last couple of years. Let's you praise it, this. and it could come with you might bleed out of the eyes and, and have uncontrollable muscle movement for the rest of your life, which I almost had it forever. And if you're a dude, horrible. and Carrie, if you're a dude, oh, you might have uh, you might limp not dick. be able to get it up. Yeah, yeah. you might have limp dick. Enjoy. And then I'm going to be really yeah. depressed. How yeah. depressed am I? Could you be imagine being fuck? two psychiatric patients? You got a limp dick. Uh, my legs can't stop shaking because I'm on fucking Seroquel. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, then I would, then you could definitely uncontrollable muscle, muscle movement. It was horrible. You know the comedian Neil Brown. Neil Brennan wrote uh, the Chappelle Show with Chappelle. No way. He oh, yeah. has a he has crazy uh, heavy problems with depression. Huh. And he's like he's ketamine. I don't know if he's psychedelic or not. Mm-hmm. But well, ketamine is a psychedelic. Ketamine. It, it well it, it is. It is. Oh. Yeah, yeah, dosage, in certain dosages, okay. it puts you Table in Table for one, four hundred twenty percent. It is yeah. an yeah. absolute. You can't look like a normal person on it. Like if you can, I would pay you a hundred dollars because I remember like people. We called it the K walk. I'm like. You could tell. You see, this is you can see someone push. they just can't walk. Look at Neil Brennan. He, talks, I didn't he has a show either. that he talks about. It's, it's very moving. Did he do it in the um the inhaler form? Because they do have. But he talks about like his depression and how what he does. One of my friends. They have a they have a ketamine in a couple different forms that is for depression and it's uh, an inhaler. And, and they are administered by doctors usually, unless it's like something like an inhaler and you can control oh, you the know. environment. But like, why not? If oh, it's gonna fucking what? help. I gotta do a podcast Fuck. with, we should do one. My friend Naya, she yeah. has a clinical, I think she's a clinical, not P, it's the Nurse clinical, practitioner? No, 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 she's a psychologist. Okay. With like the PsyD. Okay. So, and she does a lot of work with psychedelics for I'm treating you. PTSD. I'm telling you. I, and there's a lot of research I think psychedelics saved my life. And I, I know I had a, I wasn't in a controlled environment when I was like, let's say doing ecstasy, right? Yeah. Probably the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. Non-controlled environment, maybe like MDMA in its purest form might be the better way to like go with that kind of stuff. Cause then you're not throwing the book of fucking drugs at somebody and God knows what amounts. Um, Mescaline, because it's of natural. Mescaline is natural, and it's actually probably one of the best. um, I threw up on it. Calming experience. I threw up on mushrooms, so I would rather do mescaline where it didn't make me sick. It was in a pill form, but it was fucking fantastic. I really enjoyed that, (laughs) and I will microdose on mushrooms here and there when I feel like it because I like firing those little synapses. I feel like it's a brain exercise. 
it, it is way. reworking the brain. Yeah. I almost want to slip that shit to my dad. He had a bad don't. stroke years ago. I almost want to like. Well, I, I can't say that. I can't go don't because there's a part of yeah. me that wants to pick my dad. Well, I don't do anything against anyone's will. You know, I know. freedom's my first allowed. value. We're not allowed. Well, I need to tell that to some people. But freedom's my first value, so I can never do that. I have to no. ask him if he yeah. wants to do it. Uh, but <laughs> what I was going to say is, speaking of psychedelic experiences, you know, for me, fighting is the most psychedelic Yes, we've talked about that. All the time. Even just training. Can become very it is you become hyper aware so what's a psychedelic experience it, that yes you're aware of things you're not aware of i didn't even think about that and yes and i, about, I thought i was like, gonna oh. break grace's arm because i almost bore my whole body weight on it and she's like no i was fine and i'm like no if i would have came full body weight on your arm you might the way you had it might not have been okay but it makes you because you showed me that and i didn't oh, know what he meant yeah. when he's like oh you you could have just brought i'm like what do you mean i felt like i was hyper-aware. fine he's like no 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 what about when you hear someone's heartbeat in jujitsu or they're breathing, right? Or, right? Like, it's very psychedelic for me. Am I too sensitive? Or no. you're really, like, you're, you're in some position that if someone was looking from the side, they think all oh, these guys are in a massive fight, but you're really fighting over, like, a half an inch of your elbow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a half an inch. Yeah. A half an inch of your it's elbow. A, yeah, it's just, true. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like, true. when do you win the battle? Like, a half inch of the knee line. So yeah. I have a so question. So it is fascinating. Yeah. We're all over 40. Yeah. What do we do? To stay so young, and we're going to start with Dan because Dan, you're almost you're oldest, sixty, yeah. and you I'm the don't young look one at, here. You don't look at whatsoever. What do you do? Oh, thank you. Me, uh, my life's fueled with rage and angst. No. Yeah, that's, that's the best uh, way. Okay, so are you, gen, are, you gen, are you a Gen Xer in secret? Are you yeah. like a, a <laughs> spite? He's he's a he's a, he's, he's a frustrated Gen Xer. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I'm a little bit lucky, maybe genetic wise, but I lived a, like a very very stressful life. And finding jujitsu, um, it's made an incredible difference for me, just on everything from my, uh, just the way I approach life in general. So, uh, like, I crave to come to train. I don't come to train at all for. Uh, I mean, I like having the uh, the side effects of like feeling safe and knowing that I can handle myself, mm-hmm. especially if I have to protect my family. Yeah. Um, but it just. Uh, I want to be on the mats because it's really just a great form of therapy. So yep. um, that's what I'd say for me. And then, like when you, <clears throat> I've always been an athletic, and I've always cared about um, playing in sports and that type of thing. But I feel for me, like if you get yourself so that you feel good, then you get addicted to wanting to feel good. Mm. So then the rest of your life, like kind of. Like, yeah, when you want to eat a sleeve of Oreos at nighttime and you know, like, the next day when you train, like, it just makes you feel, like, slow and sluggish, then you just keeps you from doing that stuff. And then once things get cleaned up, it's just, then you just feel better. So um, it makes it much easier to march that way. For Are me, you anyway. a pro soccer player when you were younger? I played soccer through college and stuff. That's like awesome. uh, I, uh, I love soccer. And I, I was exposed to grappling. I lived in Japan. I was exposed to martial arts. It never interested me ever. Yeah. Hmm. And then jujitsu, like it just hit. Jujitsu is mis- misunderstood. It's yeah. an amazing thing. It's a misunderstood. Well, it looks gay, but only if you think about it. So there's different styles <laughs> of jujitsu, and I think that's also needs to be said. And this is just my personal opinion, because when I was a kid in my 20s Japanese I took, I took American about? jujitsu and I fucking hated it with a burning passion. That's more Japanese I literally jiu-jitsu. went for like a week and I was like. This is not fun. See you later. I was. I just didn't like it. I'm like, this that's is a, fucking gay. It was I'm like, probably I'm sorry. Japanese it's not my thing. No, it was American jujitsu. It was in Deer Park. That's what they said it was. 
Well, yeah, but that's the... Uh, that's, what they, that's what they called it, so I don't no, know. No, no, I'm just saying, usually that's like the Japanese-style yeah. jiu-jitsu, which so is like I those joint like, breaks. I like, feel like this, for me, is... And I kind of feel like Brazilian jiu-jitsu is more functional. And just I, my personal opinion. I love jiu-jitsu. I could and be you're wrong. a lifelong athlete, too, right, Kerry? You yeah, were, I've been... Uh, I've been a skater when you were younger, gymnastics. Gymnastics, uh, uh, figure skating a little bit, ice hockey a little bit, soccer a lot, dancing yeah. a lot, swimming, diving, you name it, I pretty much did it. Yeah, and had a little layoff, right? Did you not had some do injuries. Yeah, but I continued to uh, do, like, I did a little kickboxing in my 20s, yeah. um, tried jiu-jitsu in my 20s, and I didn't like it, Uh you pool, the right but instructor. I constantly was active and more weight training and just trying to stay in shape than doing sports in my 20s because I fell into pool and really, really, really enjoyed it. But I was also a heavy drug, drug addict and drinker. Now, had I not been, had I gotten help younger and maybe the mental health that I needed younger, I probably would have taken a whole different path and maybe taken up uh, martial arts more seriously because I actually really loved it. I just was that kid that I was like, I don't need to practice. Shit. I didn't. <laughs> I would, yeah. They hated me in school. I was the, I was the best gymnast on the fucking team. I just if they could get me to show up to practice show the bullshit that they were doing, cheerleading. I'm I like, all right, guys. I'm like, I've been dancing since I was like six years old. Why don't you just like tell me what to do and I'll see you on the court? I had no desire to sit there with these bitches and ah, what? no. So let me wear the outfit and go and do it, and I'll see you later. They hated me. Run. No, you run. I was so that kid. I did not want to practice. I did not want to run. It's game day, bitch. I was <laughs> that individual. And it's I've since day. gotten way better with being coachable. I see you're very coachable. I was I'm not when I was younger. I was not a coachable person. Hey, listen, now I've learned. Martial arts is transformative, right? It makes well, that being sober, too. Into, I had to... Uh, Sober yeah. is getting sober. You have to be coached to it. It's not something yeah. that you just do. I tried my way a gajillion and ten times, said not one of them works until I humbled myself and said, all right, I'm going to try your way. Yeah. You know more than me. You're the professional, so they say, I'm going to try your way, and it worked. It's crazy, too. That and with my own little ways. Think about in. this, Carrie. You have you had a substance abuse problem with alcohol, right? Alcohol and every drug on the table okay. except for pot. But now alcohol... People say, like, you know, I'm a pothead. And people like to say, like, marijuana is a gateway drug. No, it's not. Well, I mean, okay, so it might be for some people. Alcohol is a real gateway drug. Uh, no. Uh, Alcohol, I think, is the worst drug. I have heard a very To me, alcohol is the worst drug. And I, I have heard a small people, small group of people say that, uh, uh, and it's very few say that pot is a gateway drug for them. Out of all the rehabs I went to, and it proves statistically that pot is not nearly as addictive, nor is it a gateway, because the one person out of the five times and how many people I met in those rooms, one person, and he was in there because he had to be, and I got it to him there, and I'm like, you got the charge, didn't you? And he's like, well, and I'm like, I knew it. You don't know, you don't hate pot. You're in here because you have to. Tell the truth. But, but alcohol, how big alcohol is it Alcohol is an absolute Think gateway. about it. I would do anything that up. was on the table. Think about anything. when you were drinking all anything. the time. And what would you remember the next day? Not a fucking thing. Give me you lost <laughs> you lost years of your life. Years. Like how years. much of your life don't you okay, remember? Okay, so the things that I do old. remember, I get I could say I don't regret because there was I have some fucking funny stories to yeah. tell. But there's so much that I don't. I went and saw Bamboozle Fest in two thousand seven. It was right before. I got sober, and man, I don't even know how many Xanax and shit I took. I couldn't even tell you. So pills, but yeah, a lot. Alcohol it was and bad. pills, I think, is a common it, thing in all society. It actually. was really bad, and I, I think remember, that's like the common cocktail. I remember seeing Panic at the Disco, and that was about it. 
and they said they were like, it's a shame because they bought Wu Tang out, and you don't oh. remember any of it. I remember oh, nothing. No. Wu Tang was my favorite. It still is. And they're like, dude, you were literally like every word with Method Man. Now with a bunch of emos that didn't have a clue, and he was zeroing in on me. And they're like, you don't remember any of like. I think I could talk about this since he's dead. Did I tell you I had old dirty yes. bastard as a patient yes. after mental hospital? Can't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. I think yeah, I can't. you're allowed. Yeah. yeah, that dude was wild. I mean, his rap rap sheet. So they give you a binder. So they <laughs> give you a three inch binder. Is like a guy's case file. Yeah. He how had many two three inch <laughs> binders. Oh my god, how many did he have? Dude, crazy. I mean, the amount of arrests. Fourteen kids. Like, because they. So have, okay, now is that like. Oh, okay. Well, that's like when I went to Social Security when they first got my disability and everything, and the lady was like, how many jobs have you had? I was like 25. She's like, you've had 32 jobs since you were 16? She's like, I'm like, I don't really like to work. I kind of like, if somebody tells me something I don't like, I just walk out. I wouldn't say it's that you don't like to work. I think it's that you don't like to have a boss. I don't like to be told what to do. And and she said most of the jobs, you've walked out. She was one one or two jobs I got fired. She goes, oh, you like to. I'm like, oh, in epic fashion. I will tell you to fuck your ways tell five different ways from Sunday. She thought she Trying to get people to come with me. Carrie thought she was the original Jerry Maguire. I was. Who's coming with me? But I was. Who's coming with do you, me? Do you know the service that does the celebrities? They'll call you up and like wish your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loves. My, uh, Cameo is my, co- my cousin got me one from Method Man, and it was, I, I I don't know how to find it so easy. It's it was hilarious. Like he he's so funny. Like yo Dan man, what's up? Oh, yo, it's your birthday. And it was great. he was so good. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. I like that kind of shit. Yeah. I think it's, it's so great. Funny, he yeah. might have his own like Bruce Buffer has it where you can get him to announce something for you. Yeah. But he didn't go through cameo. No, because when I interviewed him, I asked him, I said, Do you know, do you have uh, I, I see that you do these um, shout outs to people and but you're not using cameo and he said, No, I said, Well, I have my own and I, 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 they do my own service, and they send it to people. And I'm like, I'm not a smart guy. Cut out the middleman. And I say that all the time. Why why not just cut the middleman out and make your own service? Yeah. There's a way that's why I respect that's what Rogan the guys that own. He should. Gab. Unless he gets tired of no, no, doing no. it. Like He's he gonna, there's two that. places that he might end up. And Gab. I'll tell you, Gab and Rumble. And I'll tell you why. Rumble, Trump bought into a while ago. So he, they're not going to censor him on there. And they make a lot of money. I've made money on Rumble before Rumble. I did on YouTube. YouTube, I made nothing on. And then and Gab. Gab Gabe's the guy the only that one owns that's Gabe, really free. Andrew Torba, people talk a lot of shit about him. No app, just a website. Yeah. There's a reason why. Yeah. He's not I allowed can't. to have an app. They will not let him because he has free speech within. You're not allowed to kill. You know, threaten to kill people. You're not allowed to. You know, talk about kids and you know. You can't say I'm going to kill you. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you can't do, but it's but pretty, pretty, you don't censor anything pretty else. open. And what he did was he took all of his money and dumped it into building his own service. Everything is his. Yeah, so the video have, hosting is his. Everything, everything is his, so they can never take it. And he has a node his, on the so, so they can't take him down. That's why you can't have an app. Yeah, because then the app yep. store will just kill your app. And they've tried to take it down, and they can't. Yeah, I mean, I like what Gab's trying to do. It's just hard for me to get on. I, know, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's. I'm so know. used to Facebook. I think it's. I'm, I'm honestly just so used. I to tried it. Rumble. It's really like Rumble's really clunky. Like it's. That's you the get used problem. to YouTube. It's a problem. Like it, it's yeah. a problem. It is. The only one that people don't realize that it's not clunky is Getter. No, Getter's but pretty like it's. Getter's smooth. Yeah, so well, Telegram's smooth for me. Telegram is great. Yeah, Telegram Getter is fucking just, fantastic. Getter just took uh, Twitter's, Twitter's idea. whole platform yeah. and just copied it. I like, like it. Yeah, now we call this Getter. I pray people like dislike censorship to the degree that they'll fight to 
not let it happen to them, you know? I mean, censorship's a problem because if you tell someone what to think, then there's no discourse of ideas. Then it becomes very quickly uh, a society where you can be doing the most evil things under the guise of this is what's good for society. Yeah. So it's a dangerous thing to censor people. Like how do very you know, dangerous. And if history has told us anything, what has it told us? The minority opinion is often correct. If you went, if I dropped this all in the Middle Ages, and they were like, you know, the sun revolves around the earth, and you're like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. They would kill us. They call us heretics. Yes, I was just gonna say that. They would call heretics. us heretics, yep. kill us, vilify yep. us, make oh, us repent. They might burn me at the stake. They would burn us at the stake. They would call How's us like all they burn me at witches. The stake? And yep. now the witch hunt's going on. It's like, oh wait, step back a second. If this minority opinion isn't being given some license, if it was wrong, we could quickly test that. If it's correct or if it's ambiguous, well, then that means there needs to be further evaluation. Yeah. And an opinion can't be wrong. No, it's an opinion. It's an opinion. And I they told, want to make so an opinion funny. wrong. Dude, it's a fucking opinion. I you tell can't people have, all the time. It's I'm an like, opinion. I'm like, you can have your opinion all you want to, and I'm not telling you wrong. I, I don't agree with it, yeah. but you and are very much to entitled to it. Yes. Yeah. There's, and I would rather listen to somebody's opinion. Tell, tell me an opinion before lying to me. And tell me you don't know. You know, I'd rather someone admit, like, listen, I don't know this, but I'm going to give you my opinion on what I know of. Well, just okay, so admit to me that you're not trying to sell me on a fact that's not a fucking fact. Let's yeah. about that. When yeah. someone tells me 100% they, they know, they I'm know. like, oh, I get real nervous. Yeah. I get real nervous. Oh, I'm going to switch directions here. MMA. My boys fought this weekend. You know, I got a couple of kids from Brooklyn I train, and then I got all the guys at Laura MMA. Uh, some of them that do jiu-jitsu in my class, others that I train with all the time. So uh, we went to war out there, uh, right out. at the space at Westbury. Shout out, Cave Mandel uh, did great. He fought a tri-fight. So this was like Enter the Dragon. They gave him the Jeet Kune Do gloves, like Bruce Lee had an Enter the Dragon. You know, the open fingers, leather palm, so wild. They flip a coin backstage, so they bring us backstage. And they're like, you know, it's three different rounds, kickboxing, boxing, and wrestling. And we flip a coin, and then you get to pick what you want first. Yeah. And the other guy picks second, and then the third. Kickboxing, boxing, and grappling. And grappling. And grappling. Oh, so just no, take downs. No MMA. No MMA. Just take downs. Yeah. So the first round, grappling, uh, the guy was actually on my kid four. It was a you're really flipping, good You're flipping the coin to see what are the order yeah, of the fight. Yeah, you flip okay. the coin to see what the order is. So wild. And uh, the first round didn't go my kid's way. The kickboxing and the boxing rounds, he fucked this dude up, even though he got a little wild for my taste. The guy fought super tough, but he, you know, he essentially did six minutes of bad work. He just didn't stop yeah. punching. But, uh, you know, it's a very formative fight. Ray Longo uh, gave me a compliment on my coaching, so thank the gods that the godfather himself approved. Is that a good format um, for a developing MMA guy, you think? I think just do the amateur MMA, but you know what? Mm. It, you know, he's 21. It was fun. Oh, but what I didn't like is then they tried to make him fight twice in a night. And a 21-year-old kid does not, what? I don't care about blowing this up. What? It's not I right. I get in trouble. It's okay. not right. If I get in trouble, I get in trouble. Do I have to fight twice I get in night? so much trouble for this shit. I have so much respect. I know, I've gotten in trouble for this shit. If they hate me, they hate me. Oh, wow. I have to redeem myself. Go for it. Carry on yourself. So they want my kid to fight again. He fights that fight. And listen, he won that fight, but he took a little damage in that fight. Nothing crazy. Wait, how long are the rounds? 
they wanted him to then do a kickbox and fight three threes. But the guy they wanted him to fight three was a threes, lot of but, uh, Three threes are the mixed, the wrestling. Yeah, and then okay. they want him to fight kickboxing again. So he yeah. fights, you know, three threes. Yeah, yeah. He gets his lip busted. No, no major damage, but he was in a pretty hard fight with a tough kid. Yeah. Uh, and this is amateur. There's no pay for this shit. So then they're like, can you fight in, like, essentially what amounted to 15 minutes? Because those fights were moving, yeah. let's say, a half hour. You fight yeah. a half hour later, this kid who has a ton of fights, and, uh, you know, they wanted every which way to make us do it, and I had to tell my kid, we do what's right, not what's, you know, tempting or profitable. We do the right thing. And the doctor came up to me after and was like, good thing you did that, because we would have to give him another medical evaluation, another thing. You know, and I'm looking out for my kids. I pulled the matchmaker to the side, and I told him, I was like, this kid's 21. He don't even know how he feels. If you want him to fight this guy, we'll fight him next week. Yeah. That's it. And on a high note, you know, I see these kids. I call my kids. If I say that and I'm trying to do the right thing with them, you know, I'm going to protect them. It, we're already in a dangerous sport. I'm not going to let them get set up. And in fighting, they'd be trying to set guys up all the okay. time. So this is where I get... A smart guy once said to me that if you don't know your currency, you'll accept everybody else's. Yeah. If you're trying to develop as a fighter, why are you going to, you know? Yeah, you're trying to develop as a fighter. You should have had a very formative fight. A crazy fight, you know, that you have to learn from. Then you're going to go fight some kid who has 15 kickboxing fights? For what? <laughs> you know, for 500 bucks or whatever you want to get? Dude, fight, okay, fight that guy next month. They have these fights all the time. It's an amateur fight. What if he got seriously hurt? And then he has to take years off. I know what happened with me. So and I'm not regretting how my life went. But, you know, I'm looking out for him. Yep. I had that conversation over the weekend where people, a person, kind of got a little, like, at first catchy feeling about, like, I'm like, listen, they, they are, I, I'm not going to say fix where the fighter is going to take a fall, but I am going to say they do try to fix a fight between promoters, coaches, and that's what this person was like. No, but the fighter wins, and I'm like, I'm telling you, I have sat in, in dinners with promoters talking about it. I'm not just saying it because I'm talking shit. I'm telling you, some of these people are actual scumbags and do it on fucking purpose at the behest of their fucking fighter and the promoter scumbag. I mean, some of them, and they're not all. They're not all, but sometimes this happens. And when it does, it really burns my insides and makes me mad. And I've gotten in a lot of trouble for saying it. And, you know, there are certain fight promotions that I will not go to anymore because I know they perpetually do it. And the ones that have said it in front of me, I literally was like, I will never see you again. Enjoy your evening. You know, You're a scummer. My wife said something that she was like, um, don't be like Rocky. Don't be scared of the towel. Mm. Right? So Rocky gets Apollo Creed killed. Yeah. Right? He doesn't stop the fight. Yeah. I'm not going to be that guy. I want to have that conversation with my boy, you know, in years. What I should have did, yeah. what I should have did if they weren't so on top of us, yeah. is I would have grabbed the doctor first and told the doctor to say no. But they were so on top of us. As soon as he exits the cage, yeah. dudes, they are like, you're ready to fight again. And I'm like, calm the fuck down. Then they were trying to set it up from the beginning. I was like, dude, one fight at a time. You can't be thinking about three fights. This is a different sport. It's not like what it was when I was a kid. And grappling, you already know you're going to do multiple things. You're not taking strikes. It was just, it made me uncomfortable. And I never go against my instincts. The only time I've ever gone against my instincts, I had a catastrophe. So why would I go against my instincts? My nickname's the Manimal for a reason. Trying to be out here trusting my gut. And my gut was on fire now. Now he gets to go home, celebrate. You know what we're going to do? Next month we're going to fight again. 
Yeah. Right? Next one. I, I, I mean, you know what's going on. Yeah, I'm like, guys, I have 22 years experience here. And I'm from Brooklyn. So I've seen every shady shit you could imagine. You know, I've been at so many fights back in the day, they all used to be on the ground. Where we would get to a place and the fucking cops would be there, and I've been to places with riots. I mean, you know, we've had all kinds of shit. I've been around the shadiest businesses you could be around in your life, and I've seen so many things go down. It's like, so it doesn't shock me, but it's more like it happens. Like, don't get upset that I'm saying it. Like, change it. Don't get upset. Change it. Like, hold on, I forgot to shout out all my other guys. I was gonna say my, my dream. What I I told you from the beginning. What I wanted to do was uh, I don't know if I told you what uh, to be an athletic commissioner. Oh yeah, you or to develop something that oversees the commission because people don't get held, held accountable for stuff that they should be held accountable. And I'm talking about referees and oh why does the commission's blind? There's so many things that need Some to be referee, ironed out. You're right. That need to be ironed out, and I feel like I would be a perfect person. I mean, some of the refereeing you've seen, it's like... I have the rules, of my, I have the rules in judging. my fucking living room. Carrie, what about the judging? I know, I have, oh the rules in my, I have the rules for everything in my living room. That's how seriously I take it. So when people try to challenge me, question me, I'm like, you could get mad at what I'm saying, but I'm not fucking wrong. Get the mad, judging is crazy. Wrong. I would yeah. redo the judging anyway. Oh, Big but time. I want to give shout-outs to everyone else. We have like six guys fight. And get a unified rule set. Go on. So uh, I think Jenny Nadell was the co-main event. I think that was her retirement fight. She looked great. First round was a little, uh, I think the girl she fought was unassuming looking. She looked like the girl that makes churros in the train station, <laughs> but perform like the girl that's been training for a thousand years. Although, uh, second and third round, Jenny picked it up, picked her apart, looked great. Then uh, our kid Delemi fought. That guy's really good against another guy. Really, this fight should have been a pro fight. Okay. This kid Delemi fought a kid, I forget the guy's name, but he's from uh, Budokan, our new school. Okay. And a uh, tough fight. Delemi came out on top, but. Really, that fight should have been pro. I don't know what these kids are still doing. The amateurs, it was a savage fight. Um, great technique both ways. Our guy pulled out the win. Thank the God. Um, Kelvin Fort, Aljo's brother. Yo, he took this fight on two days, three days notice. Two days, he cut 20 pounds. Shout out to the Funk Monster. If he would have actually had, like, a better cut, that would have been the easiest fight. But because he was, like... 20 pounds to make what weight? 35. To make 35. Whoa. Wow. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah fuck that. And, it, and he wasn't really, you know, he just came in, like, you want to take this fight? All right. Kickboxing, just kickboxing. And I'm yelling at him because he's a better grappler. I Did was you like, do the weight cut with him? No. No. Why would I, I cut? That's hard on your body. How is that? No, no. Did, that, did, were you with him, though? No, no, no. The, why would I, I cut? Why the fuck would I cut? I'm not trying to torture myself. No, but I mean, I know My that, life is torture as it is. No, I know I'm just kidding. My life's amazing. Just, the coach I thank you, God, every day. My life is great. I'm just kidding. My life is wonderful. Manimal, the gods can, have been good to What me. does that look like, cutting 20 pounds for him? What does it look like? A lot of suffering. So what people don't realize is weight cutting is, like, the worst part of MMA. Uh, what would cutting 20 pounds in two days look like? Oh, Holy shit. First, you got to put Albaline on, the vinyls, and then that kind of weight, you're going to have to do mechanically a lot of it. You're going to have to do 10 pounds in the vinyls. So you put on uh, Albaline, you cover your pores with this makeup remover called mm-hmm. Albaline. It's like Vaseline. Uh, you cover your pores with that, you put on the vinyl suit, you duct tape everything closed, you put on a hoodie, hat, and you start working out light. Let's say for that kind of cut, I'd have to do 10 pounds. So I'd probably have to work out for a good two hours. But light, two minutes on, one minute off, okay. Then we're gonna start doing hot baths. When you lose that 10 pounds, how are, are you already starting to feel bad? You know, sometimes your kidneys hurt because it's a lot on your kidneys to lose that much water. Like like they start cramping. Your kidneys hurt, they yeah. become super painful. Yeah, you feel it. 
I know it'll. Well, you know when you, yeah. I, like I you'll think your back hurts, you know. but it's not your back. It's your kidneys. This is you feel it literally. Yeah. It's your kidneys. So really now you got ten more to go. Then you got ten more to go. Bath, hot bath. So you feel taco. it. So you feel it inside. It doesn't. Feel so like you a hot bath, then you come out, wrap yourself in towels for an hour, hot bath, and you just repeat this cycle over and, and over. Nothing to eat. You know, no water, and you do that for two days. I do seventeen pounds in two days. It sucks, but. It is what it is. You know, it's, it's probably unhealthy. I'd say for the amateurs, you shouldn't really cut. Can you sleep or not? It's, it's hard tough to. to. It's yeah. very difficult to sleep. You what know, you... I almost, if I was going to do do it again, I'd almost wake up in the middle of the night. I'd almost try to, like, sleep. And then after the presser, that night, because the weigh-ins, are, there's usually, like, a presser on, let's yeah. say, if you find on a Friday, let's say weigh-ins are on a Thursday, there's usually like a presser on the Wednesday. Yes. So I would probably, if I was going to do it again, whatever the gods want me to do, but if I was ever going to fight MMA again, I'd probably um, go to the presser, sleep that whole day, go to the presser. After the presser, cut the weight all night, mm-hmm. and then weigh-ins in the morning, and go in. So I have the, I want to spend the least amount of, if I'm going to go through hell, I want to spend the least amount of time I can be there. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to cut 20 pounds, I want to be in and out. Yeah, I'm not looking to stay at 145. Like the way you cut to, you want to be there as little as possible. I want to be there for literally three minutes. You know, I want to make that weight as soon as I'm ready to step on the scale and then come off and re-up. If guys are on point on their weight cut, can they do it just by doing the uh, Abilene and, you know, just working around yeah. sweating it out? Yeah, yeah. So when you, if so, I fought at 55, that's what I would do. So if you see a UFC guy like in one of those pre-fight vlogs and you see him laying on the bathroom floor with the towels on, that means he's... He's cutting hard, bro. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a hard, hard cut. Him. Okay. He, he's, he's going to the, to the abyss right there. Because I always feel like if you're going to handicap fights and you really mm. wanted to bet on him as a business, yeah. I'd be all over watching the weight cut. I'd want to see his... Right. I want to know about the weight cut. I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it because sometimes when you go to hell... You come back furious. Yeah. You know, so I would like you could. Well, I've seen guys die on the scale and do really well. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. Like I've yeah. seen. It's, it's and Ray always says way. this. He's like, dude. He's like, don't let that throw that you off. He's like, because I've yeah. seen guys go to hell there, and the next day they're just killers because they're like, oh, I seen the devil. Yeah. That's we it. shook hands. Yeah. Nothing's gonna be that bad, and they go into the fight murderous. So I've seen that yeah. happen. But I've, I've also, also heard seen the opposite. I've also heard the story of where. I don't understand how the greatest jiu-jitsu guy ever, Hodger Gracie, has the back of Tim Kennedy and can't finish the strangle, and that's because he died in the weight cut the night He's before. He's a little dehydrated. He was, he was yeah. never there. You He's know? dehydrated, yeah. That can happen too. You can get weakened. I think the, the key to that is not the cut. It's the re-up. So I fucked up my re-up before, and when I got the re-up right, Dude. What, like you just, you ate too fast? or Ate you didn't too eat fast, the right then you shit it out, then your body won't process it. Uh, you can't eat for a while. First, you got to do water. Like, there's a cycle here. I go water and salt. So I go in reverse order of what I took out. So the last thing that leaves is water and salt, right? So I go water and salt, the first thing I put back. Until I drink a gallon of water, I don't eat a fucking thing. And that gallon of water, I put, like, four things of liquid IV, the electrolyte mix. Okay. Four things of that. A gallon of water. Once I drink that gallon, which I take about four hours to drink that gallon, so I go four hours, a quarter an hour, right? I'm, the, I'm absorbing this. A gallon of water weighs eight pounds. Now I'm eight pounds up. Now to get my next eight pounds, 
I'm going to slowly start to eat. So I'll have a fruit, right? And then at the end of the night, then I'll eat a big meal and go to sleep on it. And then in the morning, I wake up early, I do a very light workout, very light workout, pancakes. <laughs> pancakes. Do you feel like that science is really dialed in now? On uh, it's getting so good. It's getting a lot better. Is it kind of uniform? You think like what works no. for one guy will work for the other no. guy or not? If I go in the sauna, I can't do nothing. As far as like performing and uh, weight cutting, the sauna I can't do shit. The tub I get great benefit. Other guys tell me they have to sauna, they can't bath. So that's very different. You know, I, other guys go. I've heard guys do cold. Oh, yeah, yep. Cold. Mm -hmm. And then doing cold stuff makes your body burn mad calories. Oh, that makes sense. Until the time it. you're ready to cut. And then doing that cycle, I don't like that as much. But, you know, uh, all these things are so individualized. I think weight cutting as far as knowing how to get your own approach down is good. Like, we'll time it, right? All right, we put 30 minutes on the clock. I take the temperature of the bathtub. We put you in. We wet you. We wet you. All right, we do, when we're not trying to cut weight, I put you in the vinyls, we do a hard workout, we weigh you, we weigh you. All right, you can get a gauge. Where is this guy getting the most benefit? So I think that the science for how to be scientific is there, but what every guy should do, there's so much variance. So I guess I have a story we yeah. had on uh, one of the old podcasts that I did. Because I think it was like my second, second or third podcast show that I did, that was on Sports on the Go One with uh, Errol Marks, I don't know if you know him. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he does it anymore with MMA. He did for a long time. And we had a guy from, I think it was from Glasgow, Muay Thai Dave. He was one of our fans. And he died during a weight cut. Yeah, that's yeah. why they changed the rules. Muay Thai Dave, young guy, died over in Thailand. They changed uh, the weight cutting rules for wrestlers because I think there was a time, I think in Arizona, this was recently, three kids died maybe 10 years ago. This was like and now two they, years ago. And now they changed the rules because then you got a body fat yeah. test to you know, rest in peace, uh, Doc Sherry. Mm, she yes. wanted to, uh, fuck, that's a tough one. Yeah. So sad, I thought we were gonna be able to reconnect. One, uh, our fight doctor, Dr. Sherry, uh, she was with the TMI 20 years, she passed away during, uh, you know, during the pandemic. Not of COVID, but she had been sick. And uh, she would do all the fight team stuff, you know, make sure guys are hydrated. She worked for the New York State Athletic Commission. She was the ringside doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, so many fights. Yeah. I mean, so many good fights. She was a ringside doctor. And uh, she was always trying to make sure, you know, the fighters were healthy. She was doing work with the concussion stuff out at Hofstra. She held me she come and speak nice. about the concussion. Uh, yeah, Doc Sherry's the nice. best. Sad. And she had a whole way she would have did it. Mm. Like, hydrate test you, yeah. body fat test you. Well, because you said uh, she was take a athletic commission, so she knew exactly, exactly. what yeah. you were allowed. What and she knew what everyone came in the next day. There's stuff you cannot do. There's things that Dude. you're not allowed. There's so many things that she go worked. into that. Rehydrating specifically. She worked that fight at the Garden. TJ yeah. Dillashaw versus oh. uh, Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, no, nope. Henry Cejudo. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and I oh, asked her after the IPO, the EPO. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. She worked that fight. Yeah, and she and I asked her though. I was like, Henry Cejudo. Tell me the truth. He was bigger than Dillashaw day in the fight. She was like, I can't tell you yeah. what he weighed, but yeah. yeah. John, do you and think if we like if you fast forward ten years, do you think that all the different um, fight leagues will have the same kind of weight, like the 
Like that's what I'd like to see. So. Yeah, then everyone starts. You to hear Rogan? You hear like Rogan? All, like Rogan always is kind of critical of the UFC about the way they do it. He thinks they should fix the weight cutting part okay. of it. Yeah, and make it like one championships. Where they do the hydrate test, mate. I was going to say, do they hydrate test you? Because that's no. what my friend Tom talks about. Die. My friend Tom always hydrate talks test about me, hydrate body testing. Fat. Hydrate test me, body yeah. fat test me, and then let me move up a weight. Do you think my friend works for all the? Commissions and shit, so he's very well. And he's it'll be a healthier sport. You can probably yeah. fight a little more frequently. Do you think that would happen? Do you think it'll eventually happen or not? I'd like to see it happen. Yeah. Okay, I'm so you want to know what I happen. think would make it happen? I don't know if it will, but I would like to. Can I tell you what I think will make it happen? And this is just my personal opinion because One FC is now yeah, heavily involved in the United States, and they have a contract with TNT. I, I think believe. so. Yeah. So they actually, and this is between all of us and our listeners. Uh, I, you guys I will tell that. you that I have from inside information from an actual New York State Athletic Commissioner. I will not say if she is a man or a woman. <laughs> I will not say if she is a man or a woman. Uh, but she wants, uh, they want, they want um, the UFC to have direct co- competition specifically in the Northeast and in the United States, specifically in the Northeast, and that will be one FC. Yeah, that would be and great. And their policies will carry over where they're going to say, what's, why is it different? Why are they having a different result? Where then maybe Dana White will have to then employ those policies because of well, what are we doing? What, what are we not doing right? What's the difference? Yo, one FC, if you're listening, set up me and AJ. I guess I'll one FC. Bellator does a different way, too. Okay, different way too. Kind of no, Bellator is a regular Bellator way cut. Bellator is the same? Regular way cut. Wait, what was uh, Askren? What? What was his? Uh, he was oh, he was one of C. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, so yeah. then you fight up a weight class. Yeah. You just, oh, so then I would fight So he can still keep his dad body. He was very he outspoken. Still keep his dad body. Yeah, he was very outspoken about Joe Rogan. He was very much on Team Joe Rogan. So it was a whole MMA okay. community. Well, I think we're all on Team Joe Rogan. We all said we're not canceling Joe Rogan. It's not happening. Stop it. They're fucking, this is a witch hunt. It's not happening. We're not allowing it. Leave Joe Rogan alone. I don't have a If Joe Rogan, hold on. Now I'm going to get canceled. If Joe Rogan put out the call to arms, He'd have a whole army. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I mean, don't fucking cancel Joe Rogan. Well, I said, well, this is what I said. Free speech like a lot of since these, George uh, Washington. The, oh, how we were talking about the Anons and all that stuff, the difference between the Anons are huge right now where they're trying to figure out if they like Joe Rogan or not because they're all upset that how, how dare he apologize. And I'm like, listen, guys, I'm just letting you know. You guys have your golden calves, and you do. And I'm going to let you know, if you fuck with Joe Rogan, you're going to have a lot of angry killers behind you. Don't fucking do it. Leave Joe Rogan alone. I'm just letting you know. You have the one side loves General Flynn, the other side loves these guys. Do you fucking sell us a favor? Don't fuck with Rogan. Leave him out of it. You're going to start a fight you can't finish. I would tell him to understand what an apology is. You know what I mean? Not, I mean? When you say when a martial artist says he's gonna do better, that's because, that's because he wants to do better. It's always his mentality. Yes. Always. He always wants to do that's better. why I became a mixed yeah. martial arts journalist. Yeah, and I could have done anything. I could have gone into tattooing. I could have gone into make I'm a fucking lifelong cosmetologist. I could have been the best blogger, writer in that, and I chose MMA because I know that martial arts tend to have a, uh, they're more loyal. They have, you got, it's just, it's the martial way, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I love the martial way. Uh, Hold on, I just wanted to, quick, let me finish my shout outs. Oh, I was gonna say, I got actually right this. I'm gonna finish my shout outs. So, shout out Kate Mandel, Kelvin Sterling, Delemi, Jenny Nadell, also Austin Halleck won, that kid's 19, looked great, dropped the guy with the overhand right. I think you know Who? 
Who? Ryan Burgess. How do you do? I don't know. He's, Shane, he's Jane Burgess' little buddy. But I don't know. I, I was so I'll busy with out. my guys. I will find out because no, I, no. I want to know how he did. We he had a heavyweight fight on my curio. Once that guy learns a little jujitsu, he's a D1 wrestler. Nice. Two time All American. Yeah. Yes. When that guy learns a little bit of jujitsu, he fucking was going to kill everybody. So my curio looked great. Uh, we had one girl from Sarah's, uh, Bree, she uh, had a grappling match. So shout out to everyone at Laura MMA. Shout out to everyone from Sarah Longo. Dan, where can they find you? Uh, Dan at Oyster Bay Jiu-Jitsu. There we go. Dan at Oyster Bay Jiu-Jitsu, 111 South Street. Guys, uh, DM me at Manimal John everywhere, uh, really just on Instagram. Uh, and then uh, Roll Forever Seminar, February 20th, 10 to 2. Going to be... Uh, all the things you need to be impervious to injury, strong as fuck, and rolling forever. Carrie, where can they find you? Uh, okay, well, Telegram? For, yeah, yeah, t- uh, the Stellar One and Telegram, and uh, it's probably the best. On YouTube, I'm on in the girls' corner. I haven't been taken down all the day. Oh, and uh, the uh, Carrie Stellar's podcast on iTunes has not been taken down shockingly either. Oh, okay, great. All right, guys, we are now exiting yeah. the battle zone. They haven't taken me down. <laughs> all right. Uh, Thursday, we.